Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us. Please, somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Vanessa on them with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boo, they taste like Kool-Aid for the Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the, if you missed any of the first hour, you can uh, download the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Let's spend this entire hour trying to figure out how the Mariners can acquire Nolan Arenado without giving up too much, and Jacob Degrom at the same time. Let's do it. Start the package with Kyle Seager. Okay, we'll pick up some of his salary, not all of it, and Robbie Cano, and Felix Hernandez. Uh, speaking of podcasts, there is the Beers on Us that. podcast that is dropped tomorrow at 4 o'clock. That is Mike and I talking about beer. So if you like that, you can download that radio.com app, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, iTunes. You can find all that there and check that out also on 1080thefan.com. And maybe keep an eye out a couple hours later, too. Bonus. Bonus I think you guys should get cool t-shirts. Bonus cantos. For your podcast. I think we need a new logo first. Yeah. You need, like, pictures of you guys with beard poured on you. Beers on us. I will stone cold the hell out of beers Come all on. over my face. I would, awesome. I would also do it for the clicks. I would. For the I would, I would <laughs> slam glass bottles against each other, potentially breaking to have craft beer poured all over my face. Huh. Wow. I would that love I would love to okay. be this I would this escalated quickly. I would love to be the stone cold of of Patrick, would craft you like beer. us to leave the studio? No. Are you having a good moment right now? No, I'm not good by myself. Okay. Have you heard this show when I'm by myself? <laughs> Wait, what? No, I want to be the stone cold Steve Austin of craft beer. Okay. Cool. Maybe I should move to Texas. No, you know, you can do it here. Anyway, so getting into Major League Baseball as we'll step away from the Mariners and kind of look into uh, some recap of the previous year. We kind of want to just open this forum up for uh, for the playoffs. I think we can all agree that the World Series was a little lackluster. Uh, I think there was uh, a lot of... There was one good moment. It was an 18-inning game that I watched every single pitch of. And it wasn't actually that great of a game. Uh, I think there were some fun things to look back at. I'll start first. Pick me. I got the microphone and I'm speaking. Uh, I was a big fan of the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't really have much of a choice, I guess. In this uh, playoff 
situation. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. We ignore uh, him to start pouring beer all over himself. <laughs> that's, that's awkward for all of us involved. That's a good point. Plus, we have new equipment here in the studio. Uh, I'll start first. I was, I, not expecting. Uh, I was a very big fan of the Milwaukee Brewers this postseason. I thought the Milwaukee Brewers were the fun story. I thought it was really great watching them. They seemed like the team willing to victory. Uh, Craig Council, uh, you earned some respect in my book, although I don't love the uh, bullpen approach to games. However, I thought uh, that offense, that hitting lineup, those fielders, I thought they really liked each other. I thought that was fun. Christian Yelich is pretty good. Christian Yelich is my boy. It, it was it was nice to have him get his aha moment for everybody because right. he's no longer buried in Miami. Right. Well, yeah, and he, you know, he had some aha moments in the playoffs. He wasn't great down the stretch, but he had some good moments in the playoffs, and he'll most likely be the MVP. So I, it, I really enjoyed that. Can I take any satisfaction in that the Brewers were once kind of the Mariners? That in counts. What hey, whatever. They were the Seattle Pilots. Whatever makes uh, you feel better. Or the Mariners, the the one year Seattle Pilots, and then uh, what's the, I can't think of his name, the commissioner guy, Bud Selig. Bud Selig, the great legendary yeah, Bud Selig. Uh, I like the Brewers. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought uh, I really enjoyed the regular season. I like that it came down. We had a couple of tiebreakers at the end. Those are fun. I like the one game tiebreaker. And yeah, then that I, was good this year. Yeah, that was yeah, the fun. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of like four one game playoffs. That was, was awesome. That was great. But then I think it it went kind of downhill from there. I, I was kind of like that kicked off and I thought, OK, hey, baseball playoffs, which I love. Here we go. And then it just seemed underwhelming. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of do you think it was just top heavy? Boston is just that much better than everybody. And the National League is because even the Dodgers. They never. I never really watched the Dodgers and thought, "Oh my gosh, that's they're legit." Well, I mean, we can get into this. I just think the Dodgers aren't very good. Sure. And I think the Cubs. But they've been to the World Series two back to back. Yeah, I think the Cubs losing to Colorado was huge because I think the Cubs are better than Colorado. Uh, but them losing knocks them out. Colorado was no real threat to the World Series. Milwaukee had starting pitching issues all over the board. And the Dodgers just kind of won by default. No offense to the Atlanta Braves, but right. you're like Houston three years ago. Welcome to the show. Yes. This is what yeah. the lights look like, but go home. I just felt, and, I, and I know you guys talked about it, I just felt the playoffs as a whole were underwhelming. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm not really sure if that was me just not having a, a dog in the fight or if that was just how the playoffs unfolded. But even, no. the, even the World Series, I was kind of like, oh, hey, Boston, L.A., eh. Other than that one game that went nine hours, I thought the World I, Series was kind of blah. I there there was not one good series after the wild card games. There was not one good series. Yeah. You had Dodgers Braves, which we all knew what the result was going to be of Dodgers Braves. I think we all liked the Braves; they were a fun team, but we all knew the Dodgers were winning that series. You had Brewers Rockies, and you're like, "Yep, we know the Brewers are going to win this series based on the the way the regular season went." You had Yankees Red Sox, which as much as I I hoped the Yankees had a chance. Should have been a good series. They didn't. You had Astros Indians, which I'm, as much as I hoped Indians had a chance, they didn't. Yeah, no showed. And then you go into the CSs, and it's the same kind of story. I, Dodgers Brewers had some intrigue, but I was bored in that series. And then the Astros barely put up a fight against the Red Sox. And then, of course, the World Series, which we already talked about. It's just like every single series that was put in front of us from the get-go didn't look sexy to me. 
except for, I guess, Yankees, Red Sox. And it's hard for me to say that because I'm a fan, so of course I cared about that series, but a lot of people were talking about it. And beyond that, it was just kind of like, eh. Now you have to say, as baseball fans, we were uh, a little spoiled the last two seasons, not just with the World Series, but some pretty good divisional rounds. I mean, your Indians and Yankees last year had a pretty high drama uh, divisional series the matchup. The Yankees Astros went to seven games and, too. Exactly, and uh, Game Six was crazy in that one. And so, I mean, there was. I would argue know, the year before. Thank you, Ken Giles. I would. I would argue the year before there were great divisional series. I mean, I can only remember Indians, Blue Jays, but that was decent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, just the last couple of years. I mean, the past two World Series were really great World Series. Too, That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Maybe we're maybe we were just spoiled, suffered by comparison. We were riding a high for a little bit. They they oceans twelve us. Yeah. It's not that. Oh my god. Look, Ocean's 12 isn't that bad a movie. It's just nowhere near as good as Ocean's 11, so it suffers by comparison. But they rebounded with Ocean's 13, so hopefully that means next year we rebound with some good playoffs again. With the Mariners. <laughs> I loved Ocean's 13, by the way. I know I, a lot of people hated that movie. I love them. I have no problem with any of the Oceans, but when I saw Ocean's 12, I hated it. And I then think, I was, then like three times later, I was like, you know what? It's not bad. I think it's, I only saw bad. 11. It's just not as good as 11 because 11's phenomenal. It's pretty bad. It's not that bad. But, Joe, I think that's a good point. I think maybe we were just spoiled. You look at the last, and, and even the storylines around it. You have, you know, Houston was kind of a cool storyline, although I hate the Astros. The Cubs was a phenomenal storyline. Mm-hmm. Even the year before that, the Royals was kind of a cool mm-hmm. storyline. Who's who's excited about Boston winning anymore? Well, and no, I, Since 2004, well, nobody. Well, and, and Go ahead. I was going to say the one thing, because you guys had your takeaways. My takeaway that I was thinking about was, as, and I'm I'm not doing this to try to sound unbiased. My takeaway was, holy crap, Boston was amazing this year. I disagree. But they won the World Series. They won 108 games, and cool. they steamrolled their way through everybody. Cool. They have an amazing lineup. They have a good bullpen, eh, good back end of the bullpen, and they had a good starting rotation that never proved it in the playoffs and finally proved it in the playoffs this year. So to me – it was kind of this eye-opening experience like, oh, Boston won 108 games. That's crazy. We've seen big win teams before, but they don't always pan out. Boston just was that much better. That's the way I looked at it. I highly disagree. And when we come back, I'll explain to you why. Mike Lynch, Big John Sukanik in the house. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Nine sixteen here, Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. You can find us on Twitter. Mike Lynch is at Mike Lynch twenty seven. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is Joe Fish three F I S C H. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm more of an Instagram kid, pdd 5 and we got Big John there at Jay Sukanik on Twitter. Told you you would. I just punched the wrong button. I did. I knew I'd do it tonight. Yep. I hit the wrong mic button. Well, there's there's a bunch of buttons that don't say anything to me, so I don't understand what any of them are. Well, yeah, he has a different uh, talent station than we do. Yes. Well, he's, he's talent. Yeah, he's I'm got, talent station four. Right. I'm talent station two. Right. A, little, a little higher up on there. Talent station one. You've got so many buttons, you don't know what to do with. Yeah, I have no idea what any of them say. Um, I What's really bothering me is the cough button is C-O-F. 
Um, and, I don't even have a cough button. I just have one that says mute. And it's spelled C O U G H. So I'm like really like. Talent Station 4 sucks. <laughs> freaking out about this. Um, the old yeah. buttons are here. The old buttons are right here that you used to have to push. Oh, you turn. got them? I don't. My old buttons are gone. See, my old buttons are here. And I was joking with Mike. This is my first time in here with the new setup. And I said, I will at some point tonight hit the wrong button. Yeah. I just did. I like the old analog buttons. I thought those were a lot more fun. Yeah. Now, Mike, we, this dump button on the new board works, right? No. Oh, God. Oh, okay. it doesn't? We have not had a dump button for a See, little while. And, this and is there's the no old... dump button in here. See, I missed the dump button because I'm good for like one or two right of those. Here. This is like the last piece, the last relic of our old board. So Joe's the, just the holding this button. like metal piece with wires hanging. I don't even believe it's connected to anything. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just showing you the old dump button, basically. Oh, it's not connected to anything. No, no. So this isn't connected to anything, and the new one isn't connected. So watch it, Patrick. Good oh, to know, Mike. Man. Thank you. Oh, God. We're in trouble. Uh, so we were kind of it's almost t- better that he didn't know. Yeah, we, yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's the don't look down. Yeah. yeah, we just told him he hasn't. We've been on the air for an hour and twenty minutes. He hasn't met a problem, but now we said don't look down. And you're like, oh, the FCC's going to be on the bat phone here in about three minutes. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Red Sox winning the World Series, and Mike was trying to lament to them. Um, I could have gone so many different ways, but I realized we don't have a dump button. Uh, and I disagree with you, Mike, heavily. And here is my biggest point as to why. And it revolves around people throwing baseballs. Craig Kimbrell was hot garbage in the entire playoff stretch, not just the World Series. Giving up base runners, giving up runs, no control, looks scared the entire time. Will I give a little bit of credit to David Price? Yes, I will give a little credit to David Price. You should. He came out of nowhere to finally say he exercised his demons. He took, as Steve Young once did, took the monkey off his back, and he made things legit. But do you realize that the Red Sox won a World Series without their most expensive pitcher? They won a World Series, and Chris Sale did nothing. Isn't that Zilch. More incredible then? No, because random dudes that they got at the trade deadline, like Nathan Eovaldi and dudes. Who was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. And 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 people like David Price, which you I cannot count on. You cannot count on David Price to be good. The Red Sox still won a World Series because of timely hitting and Alex Cora. It's, this is not an all-time world-beating team. Check me if I'm wrong, Michael. It sounds like talent uh, station one over there is saying the Red Sox were lucky. It does kind of sound like that's that. kind of that's kind of what I'm. It's pretty hard to luck into. I'm okay wins. with saying that too because here is point number two. Well, Orioles gave them at least uh, twelve of those wins, probably. So. If only they had given the Yankees a couple more. Joe, <laughs> right. here is Thanks. here is point number two. At any moment in the playoffs, at any moment in the playoffs, did you watch a single L.A. Dodger game and say? Those guys can win a World Series. No. No. They Booyah. Were, they were underwhelming. So they roll into the World Series, and the and the Red Sox are just like, cool, we're not that great. Right, but Patrick, you They're have to— They're worse. Patrick, you have to—we all knew the American League team was going to win the World Series this year, whoever it was. Well, of course. I just don't want people saying, wow, the Red Sox were that good. Is right. this a team of all-time but, greatness? But no, did, they're garbage. Who did they beat to get there? 
Uh, they beat uh, an 100 win Yankee team and a an 100 win Astros. A 100 win Yankee team that fell apart at the end of the season, including the playoffs. An Astros team that wasn't fully healthy. Carlos Correa might be the best player on the Houston Astros and couldn't do anything. Justin Verlander is 30 billion years old. Yeah, man, dude, I think the Red Sox got lucky, right place, right time. Maybe the COF button stands for crazy, outrageous takes. I always, well, <laughs> that would be COT, and it says COF. Um, Look, I came with it up on the fly, okay? Come I'm on. also telling you, and I was a huge proponent of this, I think the Red Sox wouldn't even have been in the American League Championship Series had to play the Indians. I think the Indians are a better matchup with the Red Sox than they are the Astros. And I'm, I'm done. One, two, three, go. I, I just... I I will agree with you if you want to make the point that they're not a historically good team. Well, thank you because if you did, John, that would be a problem. But they're really good. They I I, I think they're better sure, than you're giving really them good. credit. So for. are all four teams in the playoffs uh, in the American I, League. I thought the Red Sox were clearly the best team, and I, I think and I, I think, think they're really good. If you want to argue that they're not one of the all-time great greats, then okay, go ahead. Be and because some of the things you talked about. Uh, are good points, but I think uh, I think I would give them a little more credit than you are, and I think just the look on Mike's face, uh, I think he would too. And it's it's sad for me to do that. That's why I'm trying to say is it pains me to give love to the Red Sox ever, frankly any Boston team, but especially the Red Sox ever. And the biggest takeaway I had from these playoffs was holy cow, they're better than I thought because I went into that series in the ALDS going. The Yankees can beat the Red Sox. They had split or 10-9'd it in, in the uh, regular season. And close game – well, actually, there was a lot of blowouts. But they had split, and they had, they'd gone back and forth. It wasn't like one team dominated for a long stretch. And then the Yankees couldn't figure out how to play baseball. Well, not necessarily true. They beat David Price in game two and made it one-to-one. And that's when you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then Nathan Eovaldi, who was the best pitcher in the entire playoffs, pitched an amazing game three. So – that's how good the Red Sox were. Rick Porcello, who has also sucked in the playoffs, pitched well this postseason. Well, giving up four runs in five innings is not pitching well. Against one in one game, because the well other in team, game four of the because Yankees you and sco- in the World Series. Because you score four runs as well doesn't mean because you gave up four runs and you leave in a tie ball game means you pitched well. That's one of the starts. Well, but that's what I mean. It's like like there's so many things that pile up on this that it's just not that good. They're just not that good. And when you get to the World Series, of course, the Dodgers are god-awful. I'd like to remind people that Patrick thought J.D. Martinez sucked earlier this year. J.D. Martinez, Juan Dulio (laughs) is garbage. No, I know. I can't get away from that one. I lose that one. I lose that one. I think we had a sandwich or beer bet, too. What, on Juan Dulio? Yes, Pull the tape. I think we did. Pull the tape. I think I said, J.D. Martinez is good and is going to have a good year. And you were like, nope. Juan Dulio sucks. Juan Dulio does suck. (laughs) Not according to Scott Boris. He's mad. That's also not his name. (laughs) What, Scott Boris? No, Juan Dulio. (laughs) (laughs) What does J.D. stand for? I forgot because we changed it to Juan Dulio because it sounded funny. Yeah, Juan Dulio is great. So, yeah. I feel really awkward because you hate... You hated on my take so hard. It's not that I hate on your take. It's just, I think, okay, if I can be serious for a moment, okay? I think the Yankees and the Indians clearly no-showed in the playoffs. Julio Daniel, by the way. Oh, his name is Julio? 
Julio Daniel. Well, yeah. So Juan Julio. We yeah. flipped it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, okay, so if I can be real for I a moment. I would have gone with Jeff. <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. 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 Julio. Who, who knew? Sorry, Timbers tomorrow. Go Antonella. Um, I I think... I think the uh, I think I'm sorry. I was just remembering the scene in 21 Jump Street or 22 Jump Street. <laughs> I think the Indians and the Yankees no what showed. What do you say? I say, my name is Jeff. <laughs> just gonna sit back here. No, go for it. Well, I, what I what I was Yankees and Indians what no I was showed. Say, I think the Yankees and the Indians no showed. I think the Yankees were kind of struggling down the stretch. You know, almost losing the wild card, uh, home field advantage to the A's. You know, I think they had some issues. I think I think the Indians just had just didn't come to play in terms of pitching against the Astros. And I think the Astros were kind of coming in a little hot. Um, I think as much as stats and people wanted to say that the Astros starting pitching and their bullpen was great, I think that was a little delusional. Uh Dallas Keuchel, I the rumors are right now that he is getting no traction in free agency. And I think it's because people have seen that he wasn't that good last year. And Garrett Cole, outside of the one dominating performance against the Indians, couldn't do anything against the Red Sox. And as much as I do think the Red Sox lineup is very good, and I think Alex Cora is a fantastic manager, I just think the Red Sox got away with playing a lot of teams that were not at peak form. I think if the Astros were at peak form, they would have steamrolled them. But I think the Red Sox got away with a lot of stuff. The fact that Chris Sale was a no was a no show means that much to me. I I'm coming around to that argument a little bit more than when you started. I understand what you're saying. But just because they had slow or I guess bad ends to the regular season if you're talking about the Yankees and Indians and, and kind of crumbling into the playoffs, that doesn't take away at the end of the day what teams they beat to get there, in my opinion. Fair. So in, Fair. in a year I, which I is, accept that I accept that argument. Which is remarkably rare in a year where you have three hundred plus win teams in one in one league and you have to go through both of them because that's how the the playoffs seating spat out spat out for you. Right then that is really, really impressive. And the Dodgers were the best team in the National League playoffs when the Cubs didn't make it. The best team of a bunch of garbage. They were, but they were still the best team that was available, right? It's not like they played the Rockies. They played the Dodgers, and they beat them. So because of that, I still have to give them that, that love and respect, even though I hate to do it. Was that belly button thing real with Sale? Is that really why he was hurt? Infected belly button thing. Is that real? No, I think he had stomach poisoning. Yeah. Food poisoning. Yeah. Okay, good. Although he, I do you like. You talk about the Alex Cora joke? Yeah. That belly, belly button, button ring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't real, was it? No. Okay. No, he probably got food poisoning. Are you sure? I mean, I'm not sure, but. Just saying. I don't know. I, I guess. Just saying. I, I guess I'll leave it at this in, the, in this sense that it's like, you're right. The Yankees won 100 games. The Astros won 100 games. The Indians won 90 games. And to come out on top, and the A's, for that matter, were the hottest team coming in. So for the Red Sox to overcome all of those teams, that is impressive, yes. However, when we look back on it 10 years from now, 
will say, oh, yeah, the Red Sox went through all these 100-win teams and this hot team, blah, blah, blah. But I watched the games, and none of those teams that the Red Sox beat played to their full potential. And so that's just yeah, kind of what I hang on. But, you, but, I mean, you know better than anybody that when we look back at World Series, we don't care. No, we don't. We, we like say, the run. Well, it's not even that. It's think about when you do this with your friends. You go, go backwards in the World Series wins. Just go backwards, right? And you just go, oh, okay. You know, Red Sox won this year. Cubs won this year. Whatever. You just yeah. keep going. You don't say, oh, that sucked. The only time you say that is if it was a sweep. Yeah, I right? forget 2011. The Rangers lost to somebody. Cardinals, right? Cardinals, Cardinals sure. Won in 11. Yeah. But I mean, like, you remember the winning team. David Freeze was the MVP. Yeah. Because of the crazy game six. Oh, I do remember that then. Yeah. David Freeze tied it in the ninth and then ninth. won it in a home run in the. Who won in 14? 12th. Giants. Giants. Duh. Giants. 15 Royals. 16 Cubs. God, I hate the Cubs. <laughs> but see, you remember who won and you remember who they beat. Of course. Of course. But of you course. don't remember how they got there. Right. Unless it was, like, extraordinary. Right. All right. When we come back, we do have fair or foul as Joe will sit in and help us out, make us look kind of silly, or maybe we'll look him silly. Who knows? Who knows? We'll do that next. This is the hot corner. But first, there's Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's fair or foul. Without further ado, there's my man Joe Fisher. Take it over, brother. Did you guys know that there was a former player named Stubby Clap? Uh, I don't know, but I do now. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, that's something just, I just learned today. Yeah, I was just reading an article <laughs> that Vlad Guerrero Jr. was uh, taking lessons on uh, how to sing O Canada correctly from uh, Stubby Clap. And I was like, that's an actual person, huh? Stubby Clap is still alive? <laughs> well, he's only 45, actually. Oh, oh so. Stubby Clap sounds like a dude who played with, like, yeah, Christy Matheson. That's, that's, that's like the upset 19, of the night. That's right? a 1908 yeah. baseball name yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, that's, I thought he was on the Black Sox. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the upset of the night that Stubby Clap is 45 years old. Stubby yeah. Big Toe Clap. Uh, lefty Lefty Grove used to travel and sleep and stay in the same room with his best friend, Stubby Clap. Um, he's a minor league uh, baseball manager and most recently uh, was the first base coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. So, All right. There All you right, go. Stubby, let's go. Until Matheny got fired. <laughs> there's hating your, on Stubby. There's your, no, he was just hired, actually, as the Cardinals' first base coach. How about that? So uh, I think uh, he's part of the new regime change. Thanks to Mike Matheny being Louis, fired. So. We, we get, get stubby, stubby clap. clap. Yes, so expect the the stubby clap on the first baseline All right, I going forward it. in St. Louis. The more you say it, the more uncomfortable I get. <laughs> okay, fair or foul. So um, I tried to make this like a Mike Zanino Mariners-themed one, seeing that Big John was in here today. So Appreciate that. No problem. So I was uh, scouring over the Mariners' record books because, you know, I figured Mike Zanino's name would be all over it. 
Um, you know, exactly where in the record book, you know, I would have to do some searching, but he was in there. He you might could, be first place for strikeouts all time. You could argue he's the second greatest catcher in franchise history. Eh, we might get to that I point would argue here. That. We're going to get to that point. Uh. But first, I want to know, fair or foul, Mike Zanino had more home runs than Ichiro Suzuki. Oh, yeah, that's got to be. Mike Zanino has more home runs than Ichiro. In, in Mariners history, like yeah. at, in a Mariners uniform, obviously. Yeah. I got to say know. that's I gotta say that's the case. So how many years did Zanino start? Three? Two and a half? Because he, he came was, up half. He was drafted in 12, I believe. Came up halfway through 13. So halfway through 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, yeah, I don't... But this, didn't he get sent down a couple of times? Oh, too? many times. He's not good. I <laughs> I feel like this has... Good tri- enough to get Malik Smith. I feel like this has trick question written all over it. Right. But I really think it's Zanino, and it's not even close. Well, Joe has done this a couple of times where I thought it was a trick question, and it was a double trick question because it wasn't. I, Having watched Ichiro's... I, it's got to be Zanino. It has to be. Now, what if you, if you can recall, what were the... Higher home run totals for Ichiro. Ten, if we're lucky. And then how many years did he play? In Seattle? Ten years. Well. So let's just say he averaged six home runs a year. Right? So you're going to go, what is that, 72 home runs. Yeah. Zanino played. He's good for 20 a year. I'm saying it's Zanino. 20 a year. Four. It's going to be closer than you think, but it's going to be Zanino. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Fair. I'm saying Zanino. Ooh, I'm on the opposite side of this only because I think people do not give Ichiro enough love that he could hit the ball out of the ballpark. And I know Big John here is. He the, wanted to. He could hit 40 home runs a year, sure, but instead he wants to ground out to third because yep. it's way more fun. This has nothing to do with it being a trick question. I'm going with Ichiro Suzuki. You know, you, you shouldn't question a, a Mariner fan. He's been uh, pouring over those record books, but apparently he needs to study up on the home run records a little bit because uh, Ichiro Suzuki, 99, Mike Zanino, 95. Oh, and 99 w- home runs? And wow. it sounds like he won't I'd... have the chance to break Ichiro's Gosh, record. Gosh, I find that absurd. I would never. Now, I will say for a surety that 97 of those 99 came when the Mariners were down 10 to nothing. None, oh, of, the, oh, none they, of those home runs were clutch. I'll oh, tell you that right now. And they were the first row of right field. Yeah, they were wall Reaching scrapers. over the fence. Yeah. He like, had one clutch home were, run ever, and that was the walk-off against Mariano Rivera, which was pretty cool. But 98 of those bad boys were <laughs> gutless. <laughs> All uh, right, our next fair foul. This well one. done, Joe. I'm surprised. Oh. Color me surprised. Oh, just get ready. We got two more because uh, this next one is an opinion-based one. And now that Mike Zanino is officially a former Mariner, fair or foul, Mike Zanino has a career year in his first season with the fair Tampa Bay Rays. Fair, fair, not, fair, not only, fair. Not only is that We're fair. We're not letting John talk. The answer is fair. Not only is that fair, <laughs> that's straightaway center fair. That That's not even near the foul line. I would argue Mike, Mike Zunino is about to be a Hall of Famer. Right, Mike Zunino is about to hit 310 with 45 home runs and 140 RBIs. And then at the, the deadline, Rays. get traded to the Yankees because Gary Sanchez sucks. MVP candidate Mike Zunino? Oh, no, I don't want that. Dude, guaranteed. Hey. That's that's not even. 
That's off. Take that off the books. Now, when I say career year, we're talking probably like batting 230, maybe 25 home runs. Dude, I'll say right now, I say he hits 40 in that van box <laughs> of a stadium. And I bet, you, I bet you just to stick it in the Mariners, he'll hit 260. I'm calling it right now. 260 <laughs> and, again, and 40. Seattle, 310. Oh, and for Mike Zanino, Easily. for Mike Zanino, we would consider that a great hitter. And to the flip side of the coin, <laughs> Patrick's not listening, or else he would have made a comment. Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, Mike Zanino batting 260, you'd consider him a great hitter at yes. that point? No, not at all. <laughs> the flip side of that coin is the Malik Smith torn hammy early in April, and he's out for the year. That's coming too. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty good. And then the setback in July, and then you just put him on the 60 day. Yep. All right, now we go back to the record books, though. Mike Zanino. Um, you made the comment earlier, maybe uh, we'll go down as the best Mariners catcher of all time. Maybe? Second best, in my opinion. Okay, well, fair or foul, Mike Zanino leads the franchise in home runs by a catcher. That I know is true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I've heard that one before. Yeah, that I know is true. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go foul. <laughs> my answer is uh, Jesus Montero. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for name dropping him. That was, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, the confidence was unwavering with those two, and you're absolutely right. It is Mike Zanino, 95 home runs. Next closest was Dan Wilson with 88, so only seven away. And then um, Dave Valley with 72. Who's the best catcher in Mariners history? Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. Jesus Montero. Dan, Dan Wilson was legitimately good. He was a good catcher. Dan Wilson was great. Dan Wilson was awesome. Love, love Dan the man. But yeah, greatest catcher in Mariner history is Dan Wilson. Uh, Zanino probably would have gotten that. At some, now, he would never have been as beloved because Dan was part of that magical run in 95, and he's just one of those guys that Mariner fans love. But Zanino, had he stuck around, uh, would have become the greatest probably Mariner catcher, which says something That's about pretty depressing. Mariner. Well, there was no- they can't all be Miguel Olivo. Mike, there was no Mariner catcher that played for I one. I forgot that he was a Mariner. There was no Mariner catcher that played for one season that you were just like, man, that guy was good. No. You remember Ben Davis? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it at that. <laughs> no, the Mariner catchers, it's, it's not a who's who of great players. Oh, yeah. I was looking on there, and then once I saw that home run list, I was like, okay, I understand Mike Zanino being the, the leader now. So. I really <laughs> wanted Zanino to be great. I love Mike Zanino. It just it just never clicked, but I never hated the guy. You know, I never hated him. I remember being at the game. It was an Orioles Mariners game, but where it was right after he was drafted and they announced him to the audience. Here's the first round pick um, catcher. Mike Zanino crowd was pumped. He had a big old smile on his face, man. Seven, eight years goes by quick. So this is uh, I found this on Lookout Landing, which is the SB Nation Mariners page. And this is an old article, but it is the catcher's OPS plus in the history of the Mariners. So the ones who had the highest OPS plus were Bob Stinson, Scott Bradley, Dave Val or Valley, however you say it. Valley. Dan Wilson and Kenji Jojima. Ooh, Kenji Jojima. Hey, we forgot about Kenji. Yeah. Ooh, Kenji. Get in there. <laughs> the lowest, Larry Cox, Rick Sweet, Dave Valley, <laughs> and Dan <laughs> Wilson. Me, 
I love they're both on the top and bottom. On the graph, there's Dave Valley smiley face and Dave Valley sad face. <laughs> and the same for Dan Wilson. Uh, Miguel Olivo, and I don't know who Moore is, but Moore is on this list from 2010. He so just maybe, has one name. Is he Brazilian? Maybe. <laughs> My name is Moore. Maybe John knows who that is. My Moore. name is Bo. B-O-Bo. Last name, last name Moore. All right. That's your fair and foul, you guys, and your useless fact about Stubby Clap as well. Yeah. Thanks. That is fair or foul. When we come back, we will wrap Kenji this bad Jojima. boy up and send some love to Kenji Jojima. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 9.50 here. As we wrap this bad boy up with John in the house, John, I just want to say before I, we get too sidetracked at the end of this, uh, thank you so much, as always. It was fun until we started talking about all-time Mariner catchers. Now I'm depressed. Well, well we hey, can blame Joe got- Fisher for that. That's Joe's fault. We've still got Tuffy Ghost Switch. We do have Tuffy Ghost Switch. <laughs> what? Oh, I, the text line brought one in. Thank you, whoever that was. Yeah. I remember him because he got called up this year. Or the racist guy we traded for the Orioles and we gave him Mark Trumbo the year before he hit 50 home runs. Remember that guy? God. um, Was that part of the Adam Jones, Eric Bedard trade? Let's not talk about Clevenger, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Clevenger. Uh, He was a catcher. Yeah, we we got rid of, we traded Trumbo because why would we want Mark Trumbo? (laughs) And uh, we gave him to Baltimore for some catcher who not only was horrible, but was a Nazi. (laughs) So we did that. So appreciate that. True story. Not yeah. even in baseball anymore. Yeah. Nice. Your Seattle Mariners. I'll say this. If if they blow it up, if we go down to the studs, right? There will be it'll be like it'll be like taking the blanket off in the middle of the night and it's just refreshing. Because the blanket is hope and expectations. And if we take that blanket off. And I can just lay in the bed free from all hope and expectations. Maybe it's refreshing. Maybe this is the key. Maybe no, John, this is what I need, Mike. No, John, because you know what, what happens when the blanket's removed from you in the middle of sleep? It is butt cold. But I like being cold. Maybe well, that's what. Maybe that's my problem. John, I, maybe I need to be cold. I love being cold, too. But when the blanket gets removed, it is not a good experience. It is that, ah, ah, no, 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 please come back. Mike, we had a Nazi and a catcher, right? <laughs> That's what we had. I've got, a, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I like how the blanket is open. <laughs> if, if this, Hold it up, put it back in the closet for the season because we ain't got it anymore. If this team tears top sheet if only. This team tears it down to the studs. Okay. If this team tears it down to the studs, I've got an idea. Okay. We will no longer follow the Seattle Mariners, and we will only follow the Tacoma Rainiers. Does that sound all right? No. <laughs> Here I am. I'm like, I got this great idea, guys. Like, if the Mariners just sell everyone okay, so, and they're hot garbage, but we got prospects, maybe we'll just cover the Rainiers. Because, and Mike's like, no. So, so far tonight, let me just recap well, hold on. what we've done here tonight. So far, okay, go. so far, we're pouring beer on Patrick. 
No, I'm pouring beer on myself. The Red Sox are not that good. They're not that good. And the Tacoma Rainiers are the 2019 official team of the hot corner. All three of those are my ideas. I love this. Hey, Hey, you know what? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go. The reason I say no is because I don't trust the Mariners to actually stock the farm system well. No, they'll screw it up. (laughs) Of course they will. Trade James Paxton for like... Clint Frazier and a bag of chips? Of course they will. Whoever they get. they need another young athletic outfielder who can't, can't stop fighting concussions. Because as John says, DePoto has a hard-on for cheap, long-term outfielders. That's team-controlled. I guarantee you. I guarantee you right now. Put this, Joe, put this in the bank. When they get Malik Smith tomorrow at the press conference, you will hear the phrase, young, athletic, and cost-controlled. That will, mark it down. It's coming. That's what happens. I'm going to go lay on the floor now for the rest of the show. I'm tired. It's 10 o'clock for crying out loud. This I know. Is, oh, John, this is the hot corner after dark, and I'm not prepared for it. Hardcore, man. Yeah, welcome to your first true hot corner after I dark. Oh, I'm not prepared for it. Kenji Jojima for crying out loud. At least he wasn't Tuffy a Nazi. At least he wasn't a Nazi. Unbelievable. Get us back on track, Patrick. I don't know how to do that. I just showed up. Yeah, Patrick's the one who normally takes us off track. And we he get sort of did with the Tacoma Rainiers. Dark. I have buttons here, and I don't know how they work. Uh, I'm getting a, <laughs> when, I, when we do the kickoff, the season kickoff show next year, I'm bringing you a Tacoma Rainiers hat. That's awesome. The 2018 or 2019 official team of the hot corner, the Rainiers. You know <laughs> how much Rainier I've drank in my life? That sounds great. Probably a lot. That sounds great. And it's not like my Indians are going to be any good next year. Well, neither will the Mariners. It is so weird to me that the Indians are just like, yeah, we're probably done. It's just weird to me. Yeah, why would they do that? Because we suck, man. They don't suck. You made the playoffs. And you're in the easiest division in baseball by far. Not really. Not really, man. They're not the Rainiers. (laughs) That's true. Um, The White Sox have the number four farm system, and the Twins have the number six. Cool. Do you want to know something really awesome? The Tigers are still bad. Everybody hates the Tigers. Everybody does hate the Tigers. I think people hate... What is going on? Some hand signals are happening there. Well, yeah, I I got to talk with my dude, and he's like, hey, hey, the Orioles are number 24 in the farm system. I thought Patrick was going they to the lefty. Too. <laughs> he was calling for the lefty there for a minute. I Look, what's often, happening right now? Oftentimes, I will let something like that go. But it's been hot corner after dark for two hours already. Yeah, baby. That's, that's not, what we do here. I'm not letting that go. What's happening right now? Who's winning? What is occurring? <laughs> right. Well, I will say this. Joe's I mean, if, me the if there's signal. anything going on. Uh, why? Because why? That, that touches both of you. If the Mariners blow it up to the studs, do they win more than the Orioles next year? Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Orioles might win 30 games next year. Well, hey, no, Adley Buck Rutschman, baby. But Buck Showalter was fired, so they're going to win the World Series. Oh, that is true. That's right. Buck was fired. They will win the World Series. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the Hot Corner. Next week, we come back. There is a ton of stuff to get into. Scott Boris is crazy. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, free agents galore. What is going on in the world? For Mike Lynch, Big John Sukanik, Joe Fisher behind the glass, this is the Hot Corner. We thank you so much. Go do something I would do.